When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Elite, the unofficial podcast of the Elite Ice Hockey League. If you haven't yet, subscribe and download us through your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple, and don't miss an episode. Mark Thomas was the first of our elite legends, joining us to look back on his career in the league and his times with London Racers, Manchester Phoenix and Sheffield Steelers. If you missed part one, it's available to download now. In part two, Mark continues to look back on his career in the UK's top league, discusses why he retired when he did, and also pays tribute to the one person right there with him throughout his journey, his late wife, Vicky. You're listening to Elite Legends. Now, you left the Steelers in 2015. You returned to Manchester Phoenix for one more year in what was the old yeah. English Premier League before you decided yeah. to call it a day. You were still quite young at that time, in your early 30s. So why was it time to, to finish up then? Yeah, I, I um, obviously I was, I, every summer I always used to work in the family business. Um, and uh, I was sort of, not putting it off for a few years, but... Uh, I knew I knew eventually I was going to go into the family business, and you know I could have left it probably another few more years if if I'd been lucky enough to have been been brought back to Sheffield. But I also knew at that point that it was putting off getting into the real world and learning all the things that I hadn't learned to do with business and you know running a business and all that kind of stuff. Because it was you know I'm not going to lie, it was for the first two three years I really really struggled. To get back to get into the real world, I, I hated going to work. I hated everything about it. Really, not you know. I still went and did it, but I just it just wasn't hockey. I wanted to, I just wanted to do hockey. You know, play. Well, if it wasn't playing, I wanted to try and go into coaching. And um, but then you know, the problem you have with coaching is you, you know, you could be in a place for a season or six months, get fired, and you could be somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? It's it just wasn't sustainable really for the family and. Um, you know, we have a great base here and where, where I live now and I've lived here all my whole life. Um, great support network, which I've, I've needed definitely over the last few years. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't want to move anywhere else. It was just my, it was just me getting my head around actually getting into the real world and went, moving to Manchester that year allowed me to do, to start that process and still have some of the hockey fun side of things on, on, on that side of it. Um, being brutally honest, I learned 
pretty soon into that year that that was going to be my last year. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't focus on hockey and work. I was all or nothing, if you know what I mean. And I had to, I couldn't, you know, I mean, there, there was one example that year I hit, I hit someone um, and again, I'm not a monster or anything, but I hit a kid who was 21 and I, it pulled some of his lip off from where his jaw is. And I thought, what am I doing? Like, I've got, I've, I'm going to work tomorrow. He's going to college tomorrow. And he's trying to, you know, do whatever he was an apprenticeship or something like that. And I thought, I just asked myself, I said, what, what am I actually doing? Like, you know, when you're playing at the Elite League or in the Elite League, you get injured. You don't have to worry about going to work. You're getting paid by the club and it's, you know, it's covered. And and when I, and that and that was sort of the, the, na- the nail in, in the coffin, really, for me, that was just, I just couldn't do it. I didn't, because my game wasn't goal scoring. I wasn't a goal scorer. I was just grinding out and being hard to play against as a defenceman. And it was just, I found it quite tough to to, to turn that off really. And I, But then at the same time, I thought, you know what, what am, I, what am I actually doing? Because I don't want to be going fighting. I'm 32, 33, 34, whatever it was. I'm not going out fighting. I don't really want to, you know, I, I'm, you know, my, my game was blocking shots. When I'm questioning, I broke my foot that year as well, blocking a shot. Do I want to, and then I've got to go work the following morning with a boot on and walk around the yard, gating <laughs> oil and, and have a boot on it. It just wasn't going to work, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I made that decision pretty quick that that was going to be... Um, my, my, I did have one little opportunity to go back to Sheffield, the Paul Thompson throne, and he wanted me to go away with um, uh, with the Steelers to the Champions League because we obviously we'd won the league the previous and it was the first year of the Champions League, but um, Manchester sort of put a bit of a stop to it really and didn't want me to get hurt and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's one thing that sort of sits with me. Well, it is what it is. Um, you know what, I'd signed there and I'd agreed to go there. That's fine. So that was their, their call, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I've got some great friends in Manchester. You know, I've trained with most of the, well, probably three or four or five of the guys for quite a few summers previous to that. So um, it was good to spend a year with them. It was difficult circumstances again because they'd been kicked out of the rink late on in the summer and we ended up playing the season at D-side. Um, yeah, which wasn't fun driving over there on a Thursday, Friday and and one, you know, one 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 of the weekends. So um, but yeah, the guys on the team were were mega, yeah. You know, just good fun and a good laugh. Still keeping contact with them, some of them now. Um, you know, one of them, Stephen Phone, who's playing he played in the Elite League for a little bit. He he does some personal training with my son now, who's playing well, he's just been named on the England under 15s team. So he does some training with him weekly. Um, yeah, so I still keep in contact with them all, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good laugh really. It was you know it was a good laugh at the time, and it was just it was just the timing for me really that I knew I had to get into the into the real world really and start learning because the longer I put it off, I'd be if I put it off for another two years, I'd be two years off where I am right now. Do you understand what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just it was just the right time to do really. Now I can't have you on Mark and not ask about Vicky. Uh, your little wife, of course, she passed away in September 2019. She was a huge part of your career. She went to all your games. She showed support for you, but she was also a big force off the ice in terms of bringing uh, the players and the wives and partners all together. It became like one big social circle. Just how big a figure did she become at the club in in, her, in helping forge those bonds? Yeah, you give me good points saying that, but it's. Uh... Yeah, she was obviously she was mega. She she fitted into any situation and any team. Basically, she was, and I think uh, Simsy described her at her funeral. She was like the the glue that molded everybody together. Um, and you know, she was like that when she walked into a room, especially in in, in that kind of you know, you've got ten 
10 to 12 wives or girlfriends walking into a room in a different country, have no idea of anywhere where they're going or anything. Um, and then you've got the, the five or six or seven of, you know, the British core group, like obviously there was Vic, there was Kirsty, Stacey, uh, Emma Dowd, all these kind of people that were all, you know, sorry if that was my computer. Um, you know, they were all massive parts to, to the, to the team, you know, and it was all the off ice side of things that, and and sorry, my, and they um my you know they they just molded everything together and they kept everything. A couple of the guys you say you know if all the wives got on, then you had a really good chance of winning something because you know if you were happy at home with the wife and and your life and you live where you were living and all that kind of side of it, then you were going to be happy at the rink as well. And um you know they did a a great job of doing that. Vic was you know a big part of that 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 group of five or six girls that were there for, for, for a long time. And, um, you know, yeah. And, you know, we, I talked to, I don't have problems talking about everything that's happened. It's just, and, you know, I know you've, you've been through that yourself and it's, uh, it's not, it's not nice. Um, but if I can help someone in any way, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me to talk to me about it via social media, sending a message, I'm more than happy to try and to try and help them in, in, in the right direction with what, what the way I dealt with it, I'm not saying it's the right way, but the way I dealt with it and, and, um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's tough and it's not nice. There's nothing. There's no words to describe it really. But if if you can pass on your experience to someone else and and help them in a in a uh, in a positive way, then I don't see anything wrong with that. I'd, I'd, I'd rather share that with someone than, than not share it. So, how much has hockey helped in the healing process? Of course, since yeah. since losing Vic. Yeah, I think um, quite a few of my friends who were not really involved in hockey. Um, or one of them was actually um, they always used to say to me you don't realise what hockey will teach you and I was like hockey doesn't teach me anything other than getting beaten up and blocking shots and, and maybe scoring the odd goal um, I said uh, that's what I used to say when I was playing and it wasn't until Vic um, Vic passed away that I actually realised what hockey taught me um, the resilience and you know and it will sound silly this, but when you get bad news and it's like you make a mistake on the ice and you've got to then pick yourself up for the next shift or you make it, you lose a game on the Saturday night and you've got to be ready to go on the Sunday night. It was when I was in that situation, it was like bad news after bad news after bad news. But it allowed me to just, okay, that was that. How are we dealing with it? That's dealt with. Let's move forward. And then it was on to the next thing and stay positive again. And you back, it's like you, tomorrow's a new day sort of mentality when I did say that in the changing room, if you got beat on a Saturday night, tomorrow's a new day, fresh start. And that's the way it was with that. And it, I never realized it until, until that happened. Um, that, that how much hockey actually helped me to, to, to sort of process that in my head because, you know, I had some counseling and all that kind of side of it, but um, it was, it was hockey that helped me get through that whole, you know, stint of, of, of you know, that year, and then you know, proceeding from that that there when she passed away, that that moving forward now, and it still helps help helps me with it processing it today. You know, as you probably know, you can be walking down the road and something flicks into your head, or you see something that triggers that you don't think triggers with you. Um, you know, today I give you the example of today's one was driving home when I saw her initials on a registration plate. That's just driving home from work at quarter seven. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about it; it just it's there in your head. And yeah, processing that and, and 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 learning to do that has been. I'm lucky that I've had hockey to teach me how to do to deal with that in a way, and that's that's my my outlook on it, and that's how I try and 
you know, I'm lucky that I've had hockey to be able to do that because some people don't have that. And that's why, you know, there's people there to help and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been good. You know, it's been four years in September and, um, you know, I, I recently, or when I recently, a year or so ago, met someone else and, um, about three months ago, we actually I moved house. So it was, um, yeah, it's like a fresh start and it's something new and it's exciting and, you know, excited to come home to a new house um, and all that. It's, uh, yeah, it's been really good. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Mark, since you've retired, you've moved on to Manchester Storm, um, helping out the youngsters there. I think, is it Director of Player Development? Is that the right title? Are you still still doing that? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes and no. Uh, obviously, when, I, when, when, when Finna took over the team, um, I got involved uh, mainly for... Um, to make sure the academy was was sort of right as well, and my, my best man at the, at the at my wedding was was running that. Um, he won, he's won the, he'd run the academy as it was Trafford Tornadoes at the time. Um, one of Finner's um, ideas was to sort of align those two together. Um, obviously, the name change came in with now now in introducing the Manchester Storm Academy. Obviously, having both kids in that involved in that, it made sense for me to get involved and and sort of look at players from. You know, well, I was coaching at that time under 11s. Um, that's where my son was. Um, so we were coaching at sort of that age group. Um, but having a look at players a little bit older, really, and, um, and 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 sort of seeing if we can get them sort of, if it wasn't with the storm, maybe moving them on into somewhere that's, you know, at the at the NI1, is it NIHL or whatever it's called now? I can't remember. I don't know. It changes that many times. So I, don't, I forget. I lose track. But... Um, yeah, sort of making sure that they had a pathway to go to. And um, obviously, after a few years, I sort of had to step back from that role, really, and um, sort of focus on myself and, and getting my life straight with, um, you know, going from two parents to one parent. It was difficult managing the kids and stuff like that. Um, uh, and yeah, the next year will be, I'm going to be my first year back coaching properly. Obviously, I took more work on, I took more on at work. Um, with COVID and everything like that and um, you know I've took more of a, a leader role in, at work as well so taking over that business potentially from my dad in the next few years um, and, and and sort of doing that so it's been a, a kind of a windy road to try and not try and do too much and burn yourself out and, and, and do all that kind of stuff and take try and take a break from things as well so um, yeah, I'm excited next year to. Um, I know you said you were meant your but yeah, me and me and Mike Morin will will probably be the coaches of, um, of the, the, the under sixteen team, which is where Bailey is uh, will be playing, and, and also uh, Mike's kid Kane. 
Um, they'll be playing there next year. So we've actually just had some trials recently. So we'll be, I think, Mo's in the process of whilst lying on hol- in holiday in Turkey um, or Greece, I think it might be actually, he's picking, selecting a team. And, and uh, yeah, that we'll, we'll win on that. And obviously I'll probably get a little bit more involved in it. It might not be every practice I get to, but definitely, you know, I want to be there most Thursdays. And, and obviously every I'm at every game anyway, pretty much, because I take Bailey to the games. So, I'd rather stand on the bench than stand in the crowd and listen to the parents. So it's a safer place, the bench, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to get back involved in that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was a challenge at under 11s. So I think under 16s, they're starting to get to an age now where, you know, if something needs to be said to them, they can, it can be said to them. Do you know what I mean? You know, I know they're still children and stuff like that, but they're at an age now where they, if they're not doing something, they need to be told they're not doing it and they need to, you know, they need to sort of fall in line and, 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 you know, hopefully, because at the end of the day, I don't ever tell a kid to do, do start doing something or he's not doing something that, because I can see potential in him. And if he starts doing it, because, you know, these kids that we're coaching have been playing since they were eight and nine. And, you know, I started playing ice hockey at 17. So if they've already got, you know, eight years on me, if I can do it, then they can do it as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's uh, they, they seem quite shocked when I tell them that story. Um, and, you know, it sort of gives them, uh, there's no excuses then for me, you know what I mean? Like if, if that can be done, then you, there's no, you know, never say never. And, you know, don't say you can't do something, you can do it. You just got to learn to do it. So, um, <laughs> and be open to your coach and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, yeah, I'm excited. Obviously I've spent a lot of time at rinks in the last few weeks, been seeing a lot of old friends. I get to bump into Danny Myers and Jason Stone, who was the head coach at Cardiff. Danny's obviously doing his own thing at uh, Ozone, which is going really well. Um, you know, Jonathan Weaver, I get to bump into him. Um, he was now a fireman. Uh, he showed me his, his prize of the day. He's, he's been on a lot of rescues, saving lots of people and stuff. But his, the best picture I saw was him holding a cat that he'd saved from the tree. So, um, yeah. <laughs> we have a good laugh stuff for that. a fireman. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what firemen do, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. You know, when you go back to these the rinks and stuff like that, for, like we had nationals last weekend. So I bumped into a few guys. The weekend before that, it was like a showcase event. And, you know, Huey's there with his stall and his sales pitch, trying to get everybody to buy Bauer. You know, Weaves is two do- two doors down. He's trying to get everyone to buy True. And we have a bit of banter and, and a good laugh. And, you know, Jono was there. It was the, it was the Saturday, actually, after GB had, had won promotion back up to Pool A. John, Jono was there because his, his, his kids were playing in it. And, yeah, it's, I suppose it's starting to come round to round two, isn't it? Now, this is all what our parents did. Um, you know, we're now sat in the stands watching it and pulling our hair out like uh, probably our parents were. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying about Bailey still involved. Harley, you were saying not so much now. I think he's given it up, you were saying. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, he, he sort of went, it was a tougher process for him to go through, um, you know, his, his mum passing away and Bailey used hockey as a as a good outlet. Harley decided that he didn't want to play hockey um, and that was absolutely fine. I don't want to force them to do it. Just because I did it doesn't mean they need to do it. Um, he went through a few, a few little sports. Um, boxing was one for for maybe six eight months, and then he realised he got punched in the face, so he decided that wasn't the sport for him. And uh, yeah, he's just settled on football. He's just finished his first full season of football. Um, literally, he's not been playing a year yet. He went to a tournament with the local club um, that I managed to get him onto uh, just to take part. And uh, he got put on one of the teams. It was a, it's been a tough learning process for him. He was on one of the lower teams of the sort of age group, but he's only just started. He's he's got really good. He's really skillful, but he just 
he now needs to manage putting that into a game. And, and but for me, that's irrelevant at the moment because of the stuff he's been through. It was just watching him run around the field with a smile on his face. Um, yeah, it was mega. To be fair, it was it was mega. And obviously, Bailey's always had his hockey. That's been the constant for him. Um, I think it it helps him because it's a physical sport. He he gets his angers out there if he needs to, or you know anything he's, he's struggling with and stuff like that. He gets to take it out on on, on the other team. Uh, well, yeah, they're both doing they're both doing well. To be fair, that's good to hear. So the elite league as a whole, the season's finished with. I know you you still keep an eye on things, Mark. What have you made of the season? Belfast have won the Grand Slam. Steelers came up a little bit short. Good season for Manchester Storm as well. How do you how do you sum that up when you look back? Yeah, it's you know looking back at that. Obviously, Belfast have had a, have had a great year, haven't they? Um, you know they, they've had a few things going in Belfast that you know it's you know it's, to come out with the, the Grand Slam is mega, and um, you know what that was with full respect to all their all their guys and, and and all that kind of stuff. Sheffield had a were there pretty much till the last uh, the last few weeks, weren't they? I think, and um, you know what it's like going home whenever I walk back into that rink. Um, you know everyone's friendly. It's just like part of the family, as Simsy calls it, and. Yeah, and that's the way it does feel, to be fair. Um, you know, it's great going back there when I get a chance to see everybody. And, yeah, they had a good team last year. We had, obviously, Dowdy's testimonial this year, which was good fun. We had the roast, and I got a bit of ribbon for putting a few pounds on this year, I think, or the, over the last few years. So a lot of people didn't recognise me, but it is what it is. I can lose them as long as I'm having fun. It's OK. And, um, yeah, obviously, Manchester as well. We, you know, Finners is you know a completely different ball game to Belfast and Sheffield and you know with the budgets and stuff like that and the, the arena teams it's just you know what Finna does there is and you know, what Guinness did this year is pretty is pretty remarkable really with the, with the budgets that they have and stuff like that and making it work and um you know you got a lot of respect for that because you know it's uh, it's it's very hard to do when I'm you know you guys you you're probably were Brea there slightly different they're probably not elite Sheffield but they're not they've got a better budget than Manchester if you know what I mean if you pick somewhere in the middle of the pack I'm guessing that's what it is it's you know it's uh, it's tough for the smaller teams as well to keep to keep there and, and you know Manchester I don't you know they did they beat most teams didn't they this year and I don't know if they won the the series against all teams but they definitely won quite a few series and then you know they had a you know in the playoffs and stuff like that so you know that's a it's, it's a good thing for Manchester they seem to be getting more bums on seats which is uh, is a positive as well. I think they just we just need a new rink in Manchester now. And just to finish off, Mark, we've talked a lot about your your career and what have you, your experiences. Is there any regrets? Is there anything that you didn't get to do in your career? Maybe a, something you didn't do as part of a team or something personally? Um, no, I don't think there's any you know regrets. I, I absolutely loved every part of it, and uh, I hope that was sort of seen from you know. I, how much fun I looked like I was having, you know, a smile on my face. I always tried to be a team guy. I don't have any regrets on uh, on, on what I did. It's, you know what, it was it was better than going to work for a living, trust me. It was, you know, knowing that now, it was 100% and I wouldn't have changed anything for it. Do I miss it? 100% I miss it. Do I miss all of it? I don't miss getting punched in the face. I don't miss having to block shots. But it was fun at the time, do you know what I mean? It's You get older, you start getting niggles now. I've got, still got a bad back. That flares up every now and again, um, you know. But that's part of us getting old. But when you play a sport, it just sort of creeps up maybe a little bit sooner. But you know what? It was it was mega. I wanted to change it. I was very very lucky to to get to a team like Sheffield and and actually last there ten years as well and, and be granted a testimonial was something I'm proud of. And I know my family are very proud of that as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's been it was it was a mega mega career that I, I fully enjoyed. 
That was Mark Thomas, former Sheffield Steelers, Manchester Phoenix and London Racers defenceman, the first guest on our Elite Legends series. Remember, part one is already out there, so make sure you listen to it as well, and we'll have another legend for you soon. Also, we're speaking to Cardiff Devils' Josh Batch, who is joining me later this week to discuss his testimonial. If you haven't, subscribed to Elite on your preferred podcast provider. That includes Spotify, Amazon and Apple, and new episodes will drop as and when they're ready. We're on social media on underscore Elite IH on Twitter and Elite Podcast on Facebook. So like and follow us and share which legend you'd like to hear from in the coming weeks and we'll try and make it happen. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back soon. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.